Hi everyone, welcome to Business Access by TD Image. My name is Diego D'Souza, and today we're gonna to talk about work-life harmony. And here's the thing, today we have Amy Vetter, and it's very interesting we're talking about this topic because I bow down to her because she does so many things but she has everything under control, and that is very hard for most of us. Amy, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Quite an intro. <laughs> I am taking notes right now. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit something about yourself and, and, and how you're here today, especially when it comes to the work-life harmony. Yeah, and, and I would say, um, you know, you know, when you said that I have it completely in control, I mean, I, what I have is awareness of my energy and when I need to pull back or when I need to push forward. Um, I don't think, I think life is always throwing things at us that we can't control or uh, have any idea of what's going to come. And so, you know, we're constantly having to pivot and shift how we react to things, how we feel about things. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, with my journey is just getting more in tune to how I feel, how I want to feel and what things I need to do to get there rather than, you know, I, I wouldn't want anyone to think that like I'm the queen of work-life harmony. <laughs> Don't deny it. Everything's all perfect. <laughs> Do not deny it. <laughs> no, but that's really interesting because that really talks about listening inwards. Um, yeah. Listen to your actions, how you're feeling, uh, and what you can and cannot do. That's that's something that's really really important. Let me ask you this: what what made you know that this is your passion and this is your journey? Uh, well, it actually happened mostly by accident. Uh, I had a very, uh, you know, I, I was, I'm a CPA. I don't practice anymore, but at the time I did. And my goals were very focused forward on becoming a partner in a CPA firm. And I, I never questioned why I wanted to be a partner in a CPA firm or having the goal. The goal was really to earn a title um, that I wanted, you know, that I had looked up to. And so I think really that was a pivotal moment for me when I became a partner in that firm that, you know, where and this is, again, when you look outward instead of inward, you know, you look outward and go, well, if I get that title or that promotion or that thing, that's going to make me happy. And when I did get it, I didn't feel as happy as I thought it was going to feel. And so that really confused me. And I also, at the same time, my son, um, who's now almost 16, was was very young uh, baby. And there was a lot of problems with my pregnancy with him and uh, at the time, and I had gotten sick from it. And so I couldn't do a lot of the things that I normally did that, you know, just were all pounding high energy, you know, types of exercises as well. I had to slow down. And so the only thing I was allowed to do was yoga. And that really started opening 
me up a little bit more to being alone with my mind, which I think a lot of times that's the hardest thing for anybody is to understand what's going through your mind and not just ignore it. And I also started going to a therapist at the time as well, because I knew I felt off and I didn't know why. And so really it was kind of this perfect storm of things that really made me step back in my life and assess where I was at and why I wasn't feeling as happy as I thought I should feel at the time. And I think giving ourselves permission to understand that um, we want to feel happy, but we can't expect it from the outside. And that's truly the hardest part is we have to do the inner work. We have to sit in times where we don't feel so great. And those times pop up in our life, you know, over and over in different times. It doesn't mean it just happens once. Um, you know, we're going through a time like that now for sure. And so it's it's really kind of understanding how you want to feel and what you need to do different in order to create the energy that you want. That is so interesting. It's it's I, I love that because you said we don't give ourselves permit, uh, you had to give yourself permission. And I'm thinking about that. I'm like, there's so many times in our lives that we, we don't give ourselves permissions to follow something to be successful um, because of fear, because of, uh, of change, fear of change or fear of being something, uh, being something so different that we're not gonna understand it. That it's, uh, and sometimes we just have to say it's okay let's let's go on this journey let's make this happen let's let's move forward with it and it's turns out to be something like where you are today something incredible well and we also can think it's selfish you know so when we think about our own happiness that's usually what we put last because right. you know we feel like it's selfish if we take that time for ourselves and do what we need to do to either pivot our life or to find more time in our day for things that just feed us. But what I've found over time is it's not selfish, that it actually is really important in making sure that you're better for the people around you because when you're unhappy, the people around you are usually <laughs> unhappy too. <laughs> or there's not a lot of people around you because you're unhappy. Right, exactly. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, you have to you have to always feed yourself. I, I always say that because if you don't feed yourself and you're hungry, how can you feed somebody else? You can never give anything outwards if you have nothing to give. And that is mm -hmm. so vital to make sure that um, you're, you're fully fed and you're feeling 100%. One of the greatest things that I, I say at work is that we as CEOs, we as uh, execs and leaders, we have to be at 110% to make sure that we get at least 80 to 90% of our employee. And, and it's so important for us to be at, at that level. And, and, it, and it's you know, that's an enthusiasm, that's in how we work, uh, that's in our passion, and that's in, in, in even taking a, a break. We have to give, taking a break 110% and breathe well so we can come back full force. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Of course, we're, we're, you're talking about the things that are happening right now. We're talking about COVID-19. What, when COVID-19 hit you, and it was around you, what changed, what did you notice that you had to change and how did you adapt to this uh, new norm? 
So um, I think like many, um, you know, we had no idea quarantine was going to last as long as it was. And um, it was a survival mode that I know I initially just clicked into. I have two businesses uh, that depend on human interaction. And uh, one is a yoga studio and one is being a keynote speaker. And so luckily, you know, in prior years, I had, you know, implemented technology and, and had things set up. So it wasn't such a big transformation. But, you know, immediately overnight with the yoga studio, we had to go virtual um, to keep our customers coming. And uh, there was a lot of things I had to do with my speaking business to get it ready um, for virtual speaking. And the thing that I, you know, when you're under, I mean, it felt like a very dark period as a business owner and you kind of feel under attack because there's just no, you know, sight forward of, of what this is going to look like, why you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, is it going to even matter? And, um, and just trying to, you know, it's almost like you're just swimming to keep your head above water and keep the lights on. Wow. And so, you know, I live in Ohio and when we were able to open the yoga studio again, I came off the hamster wheel and realized I'm burnt out. Like it, it really um, was a rough few months of, you know, between both businesses. And I had to give myself permission to feel that and to not feel bad about feeling that and that if I needed to take time off, I needed to take time off um, that, you know, cause this is hard on everybody. But I think when we deny the mental health effects of these types of things, what we're doing is creating other health issues for ourselves and we can't be so hard on ourselves. We have to really be aware of how we're feeling and allow that to happen. And so I think too many people, you know, I know from speaking and, and being with a lot of different groups that they're allowing their calendar to be dictated by all of the things that got thrown at us, right? With kids being home from school, with work, you know, being remote and not knowing how to manage it. And now is truly the time to step back and go, what's working, what's not working, and what do we do need to do different tomorrow? And just start making little changes and forgiving yourself when you're not feeling so good and you just need to take a break. That's so true. I, I needed to do that last week. I, I, I said, okay, all right, everyone, I'm just letting you guys know that I'm going to take a week off coming up. I'm just going to read. I'm mm -hmm. just going to spend time with my wife and I'm just going to breathe a little bit. Uh, and it's going to be nice. <laughs> yeah. And you, so how'd it go? Well, oh, you're, you're doing it's, it next week. it's, I'm doing it next week. Yeah. It, it, it's coming yeah. up. So I, I'm excited about it. I feel, cause I feel, I, I, I'm listening to you. I'm like, wow, these are things that I had to take notice. And, and it's mm -hmm. so interesting because I, I, I was, I, I looked at everything that was changing, how much, how much I was investing into changing to the situation, but also noticing that it was covering so much of my time that 
there's going to be a burnout coming. And I started to be aware of that. And I was like, okay, I, I need to stay, step back and take a look at everything and create a, a timeout. And that's when I decided to say, I'm going to take a week off. Everything looks fine. I trust everyone. Everybody's doing great. I'm going to take a week off and, you know, and, and we've let like our employees, you know, take a couple of days off, you know, working from home. We, we're being so lenient, you know, because we want to make sure that they are okay. And like right. you said, their mental health is good because if their mental health is not good, it's not going to be good for us. It's going to, it's going to create more of a, a hurt in the business and for them than it is going right. to be a success. Um, well, and I think what's important too is that you are leading by example. So if, if from a leadership standpoint, you aren't honest and transparent about what you're going through and needing a break and then you don't do it, then the people that work for you or around you won't do it because they don't think it's allowed. So, you know, a lot of times an error that happens is like the leader will say, you know, you need to take time off, you need to do your hobbies, you need to do that, but then they don't do it and they're working around the clock and then it doesn't give, then people look at that as just false words and, you know, not believing you as a leader. And right. so it's really important that you do it yourself to give permission to the people around you to do it and encourage them. Yeah, that's so true because it's almost like employees are going to say that no, I can't take a break b before the boss does. Um, I might right. get fired. I might get let go. Like no, yeah, breathe. Exactly. All right, awesome. So we're gonna pick your brain right now because okay. we're gonna bring some harmony to people's lives. So everybody's doing well. Not everyone. A lot of people are doing work from home, which is a, at a whole new level uh, mm -hmm. these days. What are some of the do's and don'ts when it comes to working from home? Uh, well, so I've actually worked remote for, you know, most of my career. And I know people are definitely struggling with the change and, and conversion to it if they haven't worked at home. So first off, you need to make sure you have a dedicated space for working. Um, I think it's really hard when you're sharing a bedroom and doing it or it's in the middle of the kitchen or wherever, um, you know, just make sure it's marked off as your workspace and that it can be closed off because one of the hardest things to do it when your office is at home is to cut work off. And mm. if every time you see your computer, you're like, I'll just check this one email. And that one email then turns into five emails and a phone call. Then it just took 30 minutes instead of two minutes. And you're like, shoot, I didn't mean to do that. So you really need kind of a clear delineation between where's work in your house and where is no work in your house. And also communication with your family. If you live with people, roommates, whatever that is, of how you communicate, like, don't interrupt me. <laughs> Make sure it's quiet right now. You know, I'm on a meeting and you know, someone else needs to get the door and make sure the dogs aren't barking, you know, people aren't interrupting me um, right now. So whether that's with signs or you're, you know, making a calendar, um, putting it up on your refrigerator or whatever, just so people are very clear in your home of when you're busy. And I, it, that communication piece is really important. And I would say that extends to your workplace. So 
the biggest thing I'm hearing right now is just setting boundaries, right? That people are working more than they were working when they were in the office and uh, they feel like they can't unplug. And what's important is, again, when I talked about earlier, that we can't always look and blame the outside. Are we internally uh, doing the right things to put the boundaries that we need to put up in our life? And so for an example is, if you've blocked time on your calendar because you need to work on your kids' homework or you want to go to yoga or take a walk or whatever that is, and then someone sends an appointment on your calendar at, during that time you blocked and you accept it, then you actually just created the rule for people that they can ignore when time is blocked on your calendar. So we have to look at ourselves and say, we need to make sure that we place importance on the things that we need for ourselves because we're going to show up better at work or at home. So responding to that person and saying, you know, I'm busy during that time on my calendar, you know, here is two other times that would work. So not just ignoring it and saying no, but giving options is really important. And one of the tools I've used outside of, um, people that don't have access to my calendar that I think has been really helpful is Calendly. And that's, you know, when someone's trying to book an appointment with you where you can just send a link of where your open time is and there's no way for someone to book it during time you've blocked out. And that's a great way where you don't have to try to figure out and coordinate. They can look at where your open time is and their open time and book a time and can make it really simple. But even just trying to, you know, little things that you can do, um, you know, are really important in making sure that you start getting your schedule the way that you need to, to just be able to take a breath. Wow. That is so true. I have issue with that. I will admit I, I it, working from home, I, I will walk by the room and if my screen is on, I'm like, let me, ch- let me check an email. I'm like, yeah. And then you're down the Wikipedia wormhole of work and it's yeah. just going, it's like, ah, oh, no, I need to get out of here. Let me ask you, again. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you this, uh, cause we talked about leaders being an example. Um, what are some of the small things that leaders can do to help uh, reduce anxiety in, in the new work environment um, that, that is working from home? Uh, what can they, how they can, what are some things they can do to lead and what are some things that they can provide to just give their employees a sense of security, a sense of calmness so they're able to work and feel not work with stress because of everything that's going on, but be able to work successfully? Yeah, and I think this is one of the hardest times to be a leader because you can't see people and they can't see you, so they don't... they in the absence of your communication, they are going to fill the hole of what they think you're thinking, even if that's not what you're thinking. So it's important to not let that hole form and you are reaching out to your people individually and having the one-on-one conversations, not always about business, but about how are you feeling right now? What are some constraints you're having working remote and making sure that when you're taking in that feedback, you're taking it in without answering. So when I say that, it's not like someone's going, you know, I just 
I feel like I never have time to work out or, you know, I can't even eat dinner. And then your first answer back as a leader is like, well, I mean, you should be able to schedule that time in. You should be able to do this. Or we have, you know, this resource, like, just be quiet. Let, let someone just get off their chest what they need and, and gather that information as a researcher of like, how are people feeling and see where the similarities are before you start forming a action plan, which is really hard. And this is really a practice of mindfulness, right? That you're just staying very open in the conversation. You're actively asking questions and you're not applying your own story to their answers and pull that through so that they feel like they're being heard. Um, And not everybody's good on a one-on-one communication. So I would say it's a twofold that you should also send an anonymous survey to people that they can't be harmed if they don't feel comfortable saying one-on-one what, what, how they're feeling that you allow them to do it anonymously so that you can get that information from them and gather that information and then come back to them with an action plan and say, I heard this and this is what we did. Or I heard this and we can't do anything about it because of this. But at least you are communicating that you heard them and there's action from it or there's not action from it, but you're being transparent enough of why there's not action from it. But I think, you know, over and over, I'm going to say communication is one of the biggest things that you can do right now um, to make sure that people know that you care and secondly there's been a lot of change and people have been uh given technology quickly in order to stay afloat as a business but there hasn't been enough education around the tools people are getting so they're actually feeling like am i good enough to do this job anymore do i you know where they don't feel maybe that they have as much skill set as they had before And so it's important when you're taking in this information, you're also looking for what are the professional development opportunities I still need to give people right now so that they can feel like I care about their career, I'm helping them be successful, and they're not going to fall through the cracks. That is so true. I have heard from so many companies that they just decided because everyone is working from home, they just threw a new platform on, on the employees and didn't take the time to uh, well they didn't take the time to teach them the new platform or they just told them to learn this new platform and everybody learned it differently so when everybody started working in the platform it was just such an awkward moment i it was so weird because everybody was doing things differently so nothing really communicated properly or it didn't connect and people didn't know how to properly either use zoom or, or or push tasks in a certain way and it just created such a chaotic moment it it was it was so stressful and i actually i went to broad into a specific client which we had a conversation with them and kind of helped them how to organize because we use the same platform um (laughs) but uh it's it's so it's that's so interesting because i think that's so important education you have to educate yourself i i i at least i i've take about an hour a day where I learned something or I learned something that I learned, learned more about something that I learned yesterday because it's so, 
important to be able to, like you said, you, you have to feed yourself to be able to feed others. And for, I feel that for the employees and the people that we work with to be successful, I have to be able to give them tools. Right. And, and, and when you do that, it just, it creates a, a, a wheel of success. And so I'm, I'm so excited. Here's the cool part of the podcast, because I really think this is important right now. And that is your book. Your yeah. book is called The Business Balance and Bliss. Bliss is missing in this world right now. Tell us yeah. about your book, please. <laughs> so uh, I really created this, you know, uh, this book was launched a couple years ago. Um, but I think it's been very helpful for people. It's very hands-on uh, with tips of, of how to incorporate this in your life, but uh, it's based on a simple methodology I created. Um, business being our stressors in our life, uh, the deadlines we have to meet in business, the hard relationships we have to deal with, all of those things are things that we can't control. Um, so it's a formula, business plus balance equals bliss. So the balance piece of this is how do we offset those stressors through mindfulness and collaboration techniques. I, I call it our human toolbox that we have all of these ways to be able to offset stressors in our life when we tap into it. Um, whether it's breathing, whether it's a hobby, whether it's how we take breaks during the day, how we eat, whatever that is. I mean, there's all sorts of things that we can do to manage our energy in order to create bliss and bliss is the maintenance of happiness. Yes. And when I say maintenance, that's, that's the big piece of it that we often expect happiness to happen outside of us because we're with a group of people and they make us laugh or, I mean, there's no better time than this COVID time to realize how, um, hard it's been to create happiness and we we've had to find that happiness inside the biggest part of it is we need to understand what is the feeling what creates happiness in our body so is it when we see our kids is it when we go on a walk and and it's quiet is it when we listen to music or we paint um what little things create that feeling of happiness in our bodies and then when we know what we want to feel, then we have to look at the behaviors we need to do in order to maintain that happiness, not looking to the outside. So if I'm frustrated at work during the day or feeling put upon and I start feeling that negative energy happening in me, then what balance activities do we need to do to offset that? So do I need to take a two minute meditation or, or breathe or go, get up from my desk and go on a walk or take an hour break and go exercise, whatever I need to do in order to get back to that place of bliss or happiness. Well, I, I, I need that book right now. <laughs> it is, it, it's truly important because that's, and, and two things are happening right now in the world. One is we, we're, we're missing one of the main elements of life and that's connection with each other. Um, yeah, and it, and it's and it's 
weird and it's uh, strange for everyone. So it, it it doesn't matter if you're on Zoom or it doesn't matter if you're on a phone call. Once you get off Zoom, when you get get off that call, you still feel that weird vibe that you're not connecting because you're not around people. You're not uh, you're not socializing or you're not in, in at work where you're hearing voices of everyone uh, doing their tasks and and I, your book it just sounds like something that really helps during this time to be able to understand the inner inner side of you that you need to feed the inner side to get that bliss from yourself and, and then let it absorb from the outside yes exactly yeah and then you create when when you're feeling better then that you know makes the people you work with feel better your people at home feel better as well of you know what energy you put out there exactly it makes people want to be around you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let's also talk about like so i went to your website and this is like i said I, i'm be taking notes through this podcast all day um you you have the b3 method institute can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, so that's an online learning, very much what we're talking about right now, that uh, basically you, uh, when you become a member with it, that every week you get sent like a 10 minute little um, exercise activity. So it's videos. Um, it could just be on this of finding your authentic self or personal branding, or there's all sorts of topics through it, finding the hobby, if you need to find a hobby and how you do that. And it gives you a lesson on it. And then we'll have you kind of set an intention for the week of what you're going to try from that lesson. Because I find that if I don't actually write something down and set a goal, if it's just spinning in my head, it doesn't typically happen. So it, you know, so it, it encourages you to write it down for the week, know, you know, what that is. And then, and then journal each day, what went well, what didn't go well, what will you do different tomorrow? It takes you three minutes. Um, and then the next week you get another little lesson. So it just, um, adds on to that so that you're, learning gets layered and you're able to try something small before you add another small thing on rather than having everything flooding at you and you implement none of it. Yeah. Um, and then there's also uh, webinars I've done on mindfulness um, topics that are recorded on there as well as meditation and restorative videos um, for you as well if that's something you want to try. And you also have Breaking Beliefs, your podcast, right? Yeah. So my podcast is called Breaking Beliefs. And it's very much uh, what we were talking about, but it's interviewing leaders about, you know, what their belief systems were, what created those belief systems when they were younger, how they grew up. And then as they grew in their career and life, what changed for them uh, to where they had to make pivots or changes as well, um, in their life so that they, you know, could see where they were going off track and why, and, and what they had to implement. And it also looks at what strengths they had, um, younger that helped them in their success as well. Cause a lot of times we don't even look at 
you know, well, I'm really good at X because I did this when I was younger. Like one thing that people always say to me is my biggest fear is speaking. Like I could never speak in front of a group. And, and when I think about it, I'm like, well, I played violin and viola for my whole growing up and that preparation and rehearsal and practice that I was already used to doing in order to perform. So speaking has never been a hard thing for me because I know the practice rehearsal process that I need to go through in order to do that. So when we can look at where our strengths are as well in our uh, history, we can also uh, accentuate that instead of um, ignoring those things too. That is so cool because you're taking something that's been engraved with you so long and you're just taking that learning system and applying to new things and it's so we're i i totally get that because i had speech and anxiety i could not speak in public i had a bad habit to create a uh, when i had to do uh speak or give uh anything uh, in publicly i i had to create a comic feel so i can feel comfortable and there was a lot of jokes, but I, I got through them. So, and now I'm doing a podcast. But I love this. I love I love your podcast. The reason why is because I love learning how successful people learn, and, and and understanding their structure and understanding um, there, there's things there. And what I say to people is take away what feeds you. Take away what you can learn from. But listen, listen yeah. to successful people because it's so important to understand things and there you're not going to take away everything from everyone but i promise you you will hear things that's going to click in your head and you're going to say you know what if i do this i think i can get to this level and so please make sure you guys check out her podcast and listen to her podcast amy is there any other tips that you'd like to give us i would just you know remember to breathe (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean i think i think that's the biggest thing right now uh you know in this journey we're on is to pause breathe know that not everything has to be done today and you know take the breaks that you need to make sure that you can reset awesome awesome and if people want to find out more about you where do they go amyvetter.com so it's a-m-y-v-e-t-t-e-r it's not Amy. It's not. I'm not related to Eddie Vetter. That's two D's. So this is two T's. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> AmyVetter.com. And make sure you guys have like more than 15 minutes because I'm telling you, her website is full of content that's gonna feed you. So, Amy, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you helping us feel a calmness during this time. Well, thank you for having me on. Awesome. You have a great one. <laughs>